Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience a life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is uh, Ralph Graves Jr. I'm the host here at Unstoppable. So glad to have you guys on. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a retired um, sergeant in the police department after 20 years here in the state of New Jersey. I pastor a church. I'm an author. I'm a coach. I'm CEO of the Gulfstream Way, which is a training program for leadership. And I'm uh, just so happy to have you guys tuning into this podcast. This podcast is just, um, I want to share with you um, some stories from some unstoppable people. And, and maybe this will bless your life in a, in, a, in a major way. Today's guest, today's guest, I want to bring her to the stage. Matter of fact, I think she's already on stage right now. Eileen Slatko, how are you? Are you there? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for being part of the Unstoppable program today. I really appreciate you being here. I'm so glad that you're here. Can you tell um, our audience where you live, where you're from, what you're currently doing for a career? I know, but I want you to share with them. We're going to dive right in. (laughs) I am happy to do that. I am a native of Washington, D.C., the area. I'm in the area now, having moved back about four and a half years ago. All right. I spent 25 years in the financial industry, and I'm now focusing on helping women specifically understand their finances and all the issues that go along with how to manage money and how to work with investment advisors and all of that. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm glad to have you on the program because I need, I need some financial advising. (laughs) (laughs) How how did you get into that financial industry? Um, A long time ago, way too many years. I, um, I was actually teaching for Merrill Lynch Realty back when there was such a thing. Okay. And and I had a very small account at Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith. All right. And I decided I didn't like the real estate side and went to the manager of the office where I had my account and told him I wanted to be a stockbroker. So he said, sure, you know, take the test, see how you do. And I ended up being the... Rookie of the year, two years running. Wow, so it was a good okay. fit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I mean, you have to really have a passion for it. I mean, you you hit the floor running to be rookie of the year two years straight. Yeah, I. You know, one of the things that I did that worked for me back then because of the era, right? So if mm-hmm. you remember back in the mid late eighties. Okay. Any seminar that was done then in the financial industry was generally done with the support of a mutual fund company or an insurance company. So what I did, 
was I said, I'm not going to be supported or, you know, uh, sponsored by any of those, no education or no selling, I mean, at my, at my seminars. And as it happened, just before I got into the business, three men in my life had passed away. My grandfather, my stepfather, and an uncle. Okay. And so I looked at those three widows and I said, you know, they've got various levels of education, various levels of, of income and assets, but they all are struggling with this. So, okay. So maybe I can be focused. So what I did was I created a program called Women and Their Money. And okay. I had standing room only with wow. 80 to 90 women. I wow. had no idea, you know, what a what a hot button I had uncovered. So I was I was lucky, I think, in um, in, in what led me there, and then the timing that I came yeah. into the market. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, that that's what what a story, and and you were doing it at a time where, uh, like you said, women really weren't. I didn't see women standing up in front of the rooms or or teaching that, or I, I didn't see that back then. Now, out of about a hundred and four uh, stockbrokers in my office, there were five women. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. So let's talk about the flagship program you created, Women and Their Money. So I, I'm assuming that came to be out of these seminars you were doing. The Women and Their Money was the name of the seminars. So I okay. required women to show up four weeks in a row. It might have been a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, but for two hours every week, four weeks running, I had women okay. come to learn from budgeting all the way up to investing. Okay. And everything in between. So okay. I did that. Yeah, I did that for a number of years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. So let's talk about the mindset around money. Now you're, you are, what do we call you? A financial coach, not a financial advisor, right? That's correct. I no now, longer what's the, sell any product. Okay. Advisor. I just want to, I want to make sure the audience knows the difference. An advisor sells products. In the era that I grew up, we were financial advisors. So yes, okay. I distinguish right. myself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. So let's talk about the mindset around money. First question is why is it important? That's the first, that's my first question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to give a shallow dive at okay. first. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know whether you've done this yourself or or just listeners have done this but i know i've done this uh-huh i have a bad day i mean a really cruddy day and the one of the first things that i think of is you know if i go buy those shoes i was looking at <laughs> i'll feel better yeah right yeah, yeah. and it yeah. might not be shoes for you it might be a motorcycle or tools yeah yeah right? yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. I, you're talking to a guy who's had six motorcycles yes there you go yeah. so one of the things that we do is our relationship with money is mm-hmm. all about making us feel better and different reasons make us feel bad 
but most of it goes back to what we saw around our breakfast table or our dining room table when we were kids. How did our parents okay. handle it? How did they talk about it? So the mindset becomes, do I want to just spend the money or do I want to see what the money can do for me long term? And of course, so yeah. my job is to try and get people to, to go from, I'm going to buy that $1,400 purse today to understanding that in 30 years, that $1,400 might be 30000 Wow. Yeah. Right? Okay. So yeah. that's the, yeah. Well, I, 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 listen, I think we all need to learn that. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at cash sitting on my desk right now, not a large amount. And, um, I'm ready to go do something foolish, but I need to take. <laughs> okay. I'm reaching across right now and I'm slapping your hand. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And you know what? We're not taught this as youngsters and, and even as a parent and I have adult children and I've apologized to them for not teaching them financial literacy and really developing and understanding and having the right mindset when it comes to money. I, I failed them in that. And they're like, oh, dad, it's okay. I'm like, no, really, it's not okay. I feel bad because I don't understand it really. You know, I'm just really developing this mindset. Right. And that's the, that's the issue why it's so important because we tend to repeat what we've seen our parents do without yes. regard to did that work for them? Right. right? No, it didn't. <laughs> right. For most yeah. of us, you know, yeah. I, and, and the interesting thing is all of these uh, relationships with money and the stories that we tell ourselves about it. And I can get into more about that in a bit, but th those are developed by the time we're six, seven, eight years old. So yeah. I was on a, I was on a conference call a couple of weeks ago and the leader said, you know, what's one thing that's happened in your life that really stands out to you? And so one guy says, I remember going to the playground when I was seven years old and all the other kids were able to buy ice cream and I didn't have any money and I felt bad about myself. And he said, ever since then, I'm determined to have at least $20 in my pocket. And I okay. said to him, you know, that's so interesting. That's exactly when those money philosophies and stories and attitudes yeah. develop. He remembers the pain. He associated the pain with it. Yeah. 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 Of, of not having it. Now, I, it's yeah. funny that you said that with children. I have three grandchildren and my one grandson, the middle one, the nine-year-old, he probably has more money than I have. He won't spend a dime, you know, <laughs> and that's just, and I don't know how he learned. I don't, he'll spend your money, but he will not spend his, um, you know, <laughs> And I don't, I don't well, begrudge smart. him. I'm like, yeah, I said, man, you're smart. But I mean, he will spend your money, but he will not. And he, and the family knows it. Uh, it Manny is loaded, you know, but, and he's nine years old. You know? <laughs> so pretty you know, soon he'll be the bank of Manny. Yeah, he might be, he, he might be, he, he might be. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's one of these mindsets that it's, it takes a, a minute to, do, and I, I'm in, I'm, I'm 53 years old. And I'm still like, okay, I don't want to blow this, what I've been blessed to have. Me and my wife still talk about it. We, we just had this conversation. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking and we're, 
I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just talking to you, Eileen, but I'm actually talking to the, I guess we're talking to the world. So uh, I had this, I'm telling the world, I had this intimate <laughs> conversation with my wife the other day. And she said, you know what? We're really good at everything. We offset everything when it comes to one another. We can kind of make the other person think about it. But when it comes to our spending, we're not good. We're not good. And so I was so excited to talk to you today because we, we now, we, we know, we know it's, it's never too late to develop the right mindset. That's why, that's why this podcast is called Unstoppable. So it's never too late to develop the right mindset. So my next question is, what are some of the biggest obstacles you find in people that you see in people um, that they have in, in their money mindset? What are some of the obstacles in their money mindset? What, what are some of the obstacles that you see? You might call out some of mine today, but we're going to fix these today. We're going to fix them. Well, a lot of us. So I, no, let me rephrase. Almost all of us walk around feeling not good enough in some way. So then the question is, how does this come out and what stories do we tell ourselves? So some of this starts when we're very young. I'll use myself. Okay. Uh, I was terrible at math. Awful. I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. I did poorly. And I stopped as soon as I could stop taking math. Now, the reality is I'm not a stupid person. But for years, I told myself, I don't understand this. Yeah. So when we look at that with money, was it something that we heard or something that we felt like this right. guy I mentioned? Um, you know, it, I'm not good enough because I didn't have the money to spend. So I have to make sure I have money. Or we watch our parents and then we make that our own story. I saw my mother again, for instance, true story with my mother. Mm -hmm. Thank God she's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> she might, but she'll kill me. Right. My mother buys clothes. And when I was growing up, we had closets in the house that had wall-to-wall -wall closets with tags still on. She never wore them. It just made her feel better to go buy them. So I help people look at what are the things that stand in your way? Like what are those limiting beliefs that are, that are holding us back or impacting our money mindset? Okay. Is it that we think we're not smart enough, we're not good enough, or maybe we saw our father say, I've been working hard, I deserve this. And yeah. He'd go make, you know, he'd go buy something. That's so my mentality. That's mine. There you go. That's mine. Yeah. There you go. It, yeah. the, the problem is the $5,000 or 8,000 or 2,000 that you spend on whatever could be worth so much. Money. Oh, you are, you are driving a nail into my <laughs> chest. I'm, I'm sorry. But it's good. It's good. I, I just, I made a big purchase last week, you know, and, and, and I wasn't challenged. I don't, I don't, you know, we don't, we don't, I mean, I, I had it, but it, but I could have done so much more with it. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You're probably helping somebody else listening to. So. I hope so. Because one yeah. of the issues with money, as is true in a lot of other 
you know, aspects of life, but money makes such a difference, right? It's what drives how comfortable we are. It's what right. drives the options we have. Yeah. So we make these one-off decisions. I look in my purse and I see I've got $500 that I just took out of the bank. Okay, I'm going to go spend it. Or I've got a check in there, you know, whatever. Um, we don't say, how does this fit into my overall goals? So again, one of the things that I help people do is figure out what, where those stories are coming from. Yeah. And then because Alina, that's, in, sorry. That, that's important. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, that's important because we talk about your mom and you talk about, I have, I have some family members that um, I wouldn't call them hoarders, but I, I don't know. I don't want to call them hoarders, but uh, they have so much food in their cupboard, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I know where it comes from because when they grew up, they were hungry. Exactly. And they've determined we will never be hungry again. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and, you know, and so could it be like that with the clothes? When I grew up, I, I, you know, maybe your mom's generation, that generation, you know, what we didn't have clothes. And so I'm going to make sure I'll never be in a place where I don't have clothes. I think that's part of it. I think there's a hole that she had to fill up that's specific to her. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you bring up a very interesting point about what's happening in this pause that I heard someone describe the pandemic as, which I, I like that description. But there's a lot of fear that we've had. What's going to sure. happen? Am I going to be okay? And I worry that future generations will be the ones making those financial decisions based on what they saw their parents doing over these it, last 14, 15 months. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, because that's why we do what we do. So it's just a vicious cycle. All right. So so we understand that. Right. We understand that. So um, how do I overcome this bad money mindset? Because I desperately want to overcome it. You know, um, I, we're in a place now and a lot of us are in a place that, OK, we're you know, we're we we're not living through the Great Depression. This pause right here. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, but I, how do we overcome this mindset, this bad money mindset? Because a lot of us want to overcome it. I know I do. There are two suggestions I have for okay. you and for right. everyone else. Okay. So the first thing is to look at the ways, the way you make those financial decisions right now okay. haven't worked for you. So you need to actually look at each of those stories that you tell yourself, I deserve the money or I deserve to buy something or I need that even when you don't. You look at all of that and look at the times that you've been sorry about that purchase. So you begin okay. to see that your current way of thinking about it, your current mindset doesn't always work. Right. It might make you feel good in the moment. But afterwards, here are the times where you felt not great about it. OK, that's one thing. The second thing is to use my favorite rule in money compounding. And that's something called the rule of 72. OK, 
I didn't write it down. This, I didn't make this up. But it's, <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. Okay. So okay. Let, let me share, lay share. this out. <laughs> let me lay this out just a little bit. The okay. stock market in any given decade has had a return of close to 10% per okay. year. So All that right. means if you look at the times that it had the huge drops, by the time you bracket that by seven, eight years, it okay. still had about a 10%. So, but we're probably not going to have everything in the market that's doing 10%. So let's okay. use a lower number. Let's use 8%. I just want you to see, I want the audience to see where that comes from. Okay. So we're going to presume an 8% return. Mm -hmm. right? Now we're going to take 72, the number 72. And we're going to divide that eight into it. Okay. All right. Now I have to do that because, of course, I don't have that in front of me. <laughs> 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 because I, uh, nine, of course, I should have right. known that, but I'm yeah. busy doing this. Right. Nine, nine is the number of years it takes for your money to double. And it's not 1,500 goes to 3,000 and then it goes up 1,500 again in nine years. It doubles every nine years. Okay. So 1,500 goes to 3,000, goes to 6,000, goes to 12,000 and so forth and so on. Okay. And you can do that with any number. So if you want to use 10%. You can use 10%. Then okay. it doubles every 7.2 years. If you're a little less risk-oriented, uh, so you're a little more conservative, use 6%. Then it okay. doubles every 12 years. But what that does is it gives you a way to look at my purchase today could be worth X when I need it. Wow. You know, when I retire. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, I'm writing all of this down. I, I am writing as fast as you're talking. And I know it's being recorded. I can go back to it. It is my show, The Unstoppable Product. But still, I'm on fire. I can, I'm writing it down. Okay. Uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. And, and I hope you listeners will share this. And I hope you see the sense that it's making. I'm about to open up the floor and have them... I have my, my moderators here. I'm going to open up the floor. Maybe somebody will have some questions, but, but give me a minute before you do that, mm -hmm. Seth. That makes so much sense. Yeah, thank you. So yes. I have, a, I, 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 what I do with this, I have $100 just sitting on my desk right now. Somebody just, for whatever reason, I, you know, I'm, I was just, I was going to get something to eat as usual, but okay. So what would you, you know, just hundred dollars sitting here. I don't need, I really, it's just, it's just an overflow product of somebody just give me a hundred dollars. What would you suggest Ralph Graves does with this? Just a hundred bucks just sitting here. So again, I don't give investment advice. Right. I know. I know not investment advice. Okay. But, but I should put it up somewhere. You should, you should look at where the rest of your money is. That's earning a decent return. Okay. And then you can make a choice. So I help educate people about the market right. and about their mindset. Wow. So I really want to empower women to do or people to do this. 
Yeah, I, I love what you're doing, and I have a I have a wife and two adult daughters, and um, we I will they will definitely be coming your way. Um, okay, well, can I share something really exciting with you, sure. audience? Okay. Please. So, starting in July, I am <laughs> going to be doing a half hour show weekly on um, it's Roku and Apple TV through a sponsor called Spondulix. Okay. I will be doing a show specifically for young women talking about financial literacy. Wow. This is major. This, this is, this is major. This, this, this will change the game for so many people, just how we do things. I like what you said about, the fear is our children watching us during this pause, how we're spending during this pause. They're going <laughs> to, the fear is that in a few years they're going to be spending and being just as reckless as we are. Or even worse, yeah. they're going to be so worried about it. Right. That they right. won't go back to that rule of 72. What if people just put in a savings account? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it'll double once in their life. Yeah. And and this this is the, the generational wealth that we always hear about that we can actually create. Yes, that's correct. You know, people say, I want to be a millionaire. I'm like, listen, listen, fella, I've been a millionaire about five times. I just don't know where it went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I, <laughs> God has been good to me. I've been a millionaire about five times. I just don't know where it went. And so I just, uh, I, I really need to, to do that. And so what I want to do right now, hey, hey, Seth, are you moderating for me? I want to bring on my 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 guy, my manager, my friend, uh, uh, Seth Silvers, moderating. Seth, are you are you on? Yes, I am here and enjoying this conversation. <laughs> How you doing, man? And and um, uh, if and Seth, I want you to to ask her a couple questions if you have one or two. But and I want you to start bringing some folks on for me on on stage. Maybe ask some questions for Eileen. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll ask a question while while we're waiting. But if you're listening, we're really talking about financial mindset. Um, Eileen is a financial coach. And so if you have any questions about financial mindset, um, you know, kind of financial coaching questions, or even you mentioned your financial story. And I want to ask a question about that. How do we, you know, if we start developing this story around finances when we're eight, you said, you know, really young, and that impacts how we handle finances, then how do we rewrite that? Um, what can we do? Because that, I, I'm sure a lot of people are listening, kind of thinking, Okay, well, that was a long time ago. So, am I just done? Am I stuck in this mindset? <laughs> you know, when I do my seminars, I tell a story. And so, I don't want to take the time to tell the whole story here, but I help demonstrate how one small difference in the information can change the way you view things. So, I help people look at those stories because if we continue to tell the same story, we're going to keep doing the same thing. Um, but our stories don't have to say stagnant. It's we keep looking at it that way because every time we make a decision, we remember that original, you know, sitting around the table or how bad we felt or whatever. And then that we recreate that emotion that emotion makes us do that behavior. 
we have an action and a result that we don't like, but it makes us think, see, I knew I couldn't do this. I knew I couldn't handle my money very well. Uh, I really deserve whatever the story is. It's a cycle. So what we have to do is find a place in that cycle to break it. And I help people do that. But yeah, so go back to also the rule of 72. You know, that you can begin to sort of get your mind to look at things in a different way. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I realized, you know, in the last couple of years with the financial story that for me, um, you know, I was, I grew up in kind of suburbia America and had, we never really were in need. Um, but we also didn't live extravagantly, but I've started to realize that even the language that my parents used around money, uh, it was kind of an us versus them. It was like, uh, oh, look at the people that are wealthy or look at the people that have money. And so then, you know, in my own business career, I realized that that, that started building some obstacles to where I almost felt guilty about, so I would have, I would almost not want to be successful because I wouldn't want to, I would feel like there would be guilt that would come with that. So it's really interesting how all of that ends up being so connected. Yeah. It all ends up being connected. And as, as I said, right when Ralph and I started talking, almost all of us walk around in some way feeling not good enough. It's just yeah. a question of how that resonates for each of us and then what actions we take as a result of it. Yeah. R Ralph, any questions that you're thinking through at the moment or waiting for no, some people? I, to I, this has just been so enlightening. I mean, she has, I was going to ask her about some more practical tips, but I, I need to find out how to work with, how to make sure we, we can work with her and, and how the audience can, can work with her. I know she talked about, I know Eileen, you talked about starting in July, uh, Roku and Apple TV, but, but if well, somebody wants to get with you now, get with you today, where, where could they find you? Absolutely. My website is dssdavidsamsamfinancial.com. Okay. And you can find information about programs. I have a schedule on there, so you can always reach out to schedule a time to talk with me. Okay. Okay. I like that. dssfinancial.com. Yes. You'll be hearing from me, I tell you that. Great. I look forward to it. Oh, you'll be hearing from my representative. Her name is Christine Graves. Um, <laughs> the boss. You'll be hearing from the boss. You'll be hearing from the boss, you know, but it's, it's, um, you, you know, but I, I think that if, especially uh, I have a daughter who just got married and um, they, you know, money can be a big obstacle in the, in the life of a relationship can rip it apart. And, and if neither one of them are coming in with financial literacy and, or just doing the best they can, but if they come in with this together, you know, this even makes their marriage even stronger, you know? Absolutely. And it's one of the things in a marriage where you need to enroll your partner in the same kind of mindset. Yeah. Because, you know, there are two things that tear up marriages, right? Money yeah. and sex. Yes. And you need plenty of it to stay together. How about that? Uh, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's another conversation. That's another conversation. <laughs> but we just, you just need to be in the same mindset. I mean, you're exactly, 
<laughs> exactly correct when it comes to that. Exactly correct when it comes. I, I really enjoy talking to you today. You have opened up my eyes. Thank you for just being on the Unstoppable program. Um, you know, thank you for making me think about some things. And this is not over. I, I, I always ask guests if they will come back. And I mean it. I mean, what you gave us today was so powerful. Anything that changes the way we think, anything that'll continue to help us continue to be unstoppable and elevate us. I, what, what, I love on my program. Will you come back? I would love to. Absolutely. Will you come back? Will yeah, you come absolutely. back? You know, if there are any questions, Seth, do we have any questions out there? Anybody trying to jump on? I don't want to just cut this off. If not. No, we don't have any questions uh, yet. If you're in the audience and you, this is your chance to ask a financial coach some, some questions. Uh, but if we don't have any questions, Eileen, I would love just for you to, kind of bring this to a close by just sharing some, like you mentioned the rule of 72, but what are some other hyper practical tips uh, that people can be implementing to better manage their money and and really not even manage their money, but better like be growing their wealth on a daily basis? You know, one of my favorite tips is so simple. It's almost criminal, but that tip is, live on less, live on less than you make, live on less than you think you need, just live on less. Um, And I know that sounds ridiculously simple, but there are lots of ways to do it Uh, on a, on a slightly more, you know, what can I, what steps can I take? I like to make games out of things. So one of the things I tell clients is when you go shopping, you feel like you got to reward yourself or make yourself feel better. Go shopping with one caveat. You can't buy it. You can't check out. So whether it's online, you you put it in your cart, but you can't check out. If you're in the store, you can put it in your basket, but then you got to leave it in the store and then go home and wait for 48 hours. Chances are at the end of 48 hours, you don't have to have that thing anymore. Whatever that you thought you had to have 48 hours before, you don't, you don't feel that same emotion too. And once you can stop that emotional story, right, that emotional part of the response to spend money, then you go, oh, what was I thinking? I, I didn't need that. I mean, I'll give you a real life example, which I'm telling on myself here. I had a conversation some months ago another interview. And I was laughing at myself. I said, here we are. It's like the middle of this pandemic. You know, God knows when we're going to get back to real life. And I've seen this pair of killer black heels and I keep putting them in my cart online and I keep walking away, but I really want those heels because they would look great with a killer suit. And then I said, and then I had to just start laughing. Like, where the heck am I wearing a killer suit? I don't even go to the grocery store now because it's, you know, we're in the middle of this severe pandemic. So, you know, I mean, things are being delivered. I don't need to wear a suit and I don't need heels. So, of course, I walked away from the cart. But the the purchases that we make, Ralph and I have been talking about, right, we we bring our emotional story because that's what the stories are all about. There's some emotion in there. So if we can separate the emotion from the purchase, we probably don't spend that money. So that's my, that's my tip. 
I love it. Patients. I love it. Thank you. Separate the emotion. <laughs> from the purchase, separate the story from the purchase, the emotion from the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to take back what I just bought the other day. (laughs) 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 You know, I, I, it's just, you know, I mean, just really have me thinking, but thank you for your time. Thank you so much for being on this unstoppable podcast. And, And Seth, thank you for moderating today. Always do a great job. Um, you know, um, and so thank you for all your stories. Hey guys, thank you for checking in. Thank you for being part of it. My name is Ralph Graves. You can check out my website, Ralph at RalphGravesJr.com. You can become part of the Unstoppable community there. We also offer the Gulfstream Way, which is a, a leadership program that really help you grow. Guys, listen, if you're having trouble figuring out what to do with your finances, reach out to Eileen Slatko at dssfinancial.com and let her coach you along the way. Thank you, Eileen, for being on the program. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye, guys. Uh, All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.